two, one. Welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the February 1st game against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we got two back-to-back games against Vancouver tonight and tomorrow. Uh, it's the first intermission, and we're up 3-1 with a first very quick goal from Suzuki from Drew and Anderson, uh, then a beautiful shorthand goal from Arturi Lekkinen, and then a beautifully placed uh, snap, uh, snapshot from Jeff Petrie from Paul Byron and Arturi Lekkinen. So, Jesse, what are your thoughts so far? Uh, yeah, so I think that's that was a good quick summary. I kind of want to focus in on uh, two or three things from the goals there. Um, that Suzuki, Drew, and Anderson line, uh, they were showed there to be uh, second in the league in expected goals. I think it was something like 71%. Yeah, just behind the Schwartz line. Yeah, that's crazy. And also, I noticed, I didn't see what position, but the Tatar, Dano, Gallagher. Yeah, they're there. eighth of nine. Which means half our forward group is in the top ten in scoring or yeah. expected scoring. Yeah, uh, that's that's great to see. I mean, it shows why we're the number one offense in the league. Yeah, you throw in Petrie there too. He's he's in uh, you know top five defensive scoring in the league right now. We're up there. Like it's weird having a guy who's like tying John Carlson in points. Yeah, it's who's very like, weird. Who's ahead of John Klingberg? Who's like you know up near Kale McCarr? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's you don't normally see that name thrown in there. Yeah. It's normally a half step back, but this year he's on something else. Yeah, but you know going back to the game, Suzuki. You no, know, when we were talking about seeing how the Habs are going to bounce back, I mean, like I don't think we could have bounced back much quicker than that. I mean, Suzuki scored within the first like five seconds or something. Yeah, like that, that, so. yeah, definitely within the first thirty. Yeah, and, it was very, very crazy. Quick, so you know. We seem to be like, uh, this looks like the Habs team that we saw against Vancouver. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. I mean, this is also the Habs team. We're kind of, you know, our lines are set. We'll get to the one-line change in a bit. Um, as most people listening can guess, none too pleased. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that line is just dominating out there. Um, Every line all just lines looks fluid. Yeah. Great. All yeah. lines look fluid, uh, offensively anyway, um, you know, it's good to see Anderson back. Like, thank God it wasn't his shoulder. Yeah, it's just the shits. <laughs> it's just the shits, yeah. So he's got a, uh, you know... Yeah, there's there's one thing that stood out to me. So, you know, because they keep touting Toffoli for being, you know, the one of the top goal scorers in the league right now, one of the top point scorers in the league right now. Yeah, they were and saying, like, uh, if he scores tonight, he'll pass McDavid. Yeah, it's weird McDavid. to hear. It's but crazy. the thing I don't think that people mention as much is his all-around play. So, one, I find he's very heads up in terms of just passing, making little plays, but there was one penalty kill moment that stood out where he just he just made the play a perfect play. I don't know what happened, but it was just, I've never seen someone have such good awareness, and I believe it led to the Lekkonen goal. Mm-hmm. It just, I just love seeing the fact that this guy is clearly a sniper, but he's not in that, like... You know, all I can do is score goals yeah. mode. And yeah, well, like, yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, we're, that's what we were saying yesterday. It was like, you know, we got this guy in the off season being like, okay, finally, someone who can just finish. And like, you know, we're not going to expect very much else from him. But it's the complete opposite. I mean, like, well, one, he's finishing a lot. I mean, he's our, yeah. he's our leading scorer, obviously. Uh, you know, one of the highest scorers in the league right now. But also, he's found like a place on our penalty kill where he's like the shoot he the might win the selkie yeah he might win the selkie <laughs> and like you know and then even five on five like he's a defensively you know gifted player like yeah. he, in our zone like he he leads a breakout he uh gets the pucks from uh, our d guys in the corner he um, he just controls the play on both 
sides of no, the and, it, and it's, it's nice to see. Yeah, it's good, especially with on, with on a line the guy like uh, like a young guy like Kotkaniemi too, who like might make some not some mistakes. You know, third year in the league, still kind of young. Um, you know, he might make some you know young guy mistakes, and to have a guy like to Foley and Armia there or Perry in, in this case, you know, being able to pick up Kotkaniemi slack a little bit sometimes when he makes a you know, stupid mistake, it's good, you know, not knowing, uh, knowing that, you know, you don't just have a finished guy there, but you have a, you know, a guy that can, you know, play in your own zone, you know, then yeah, also... you have a real hockey player. Yeah, and then, you know, have an all-around guy there, but who's also just going to bury them. Yeah, it's really, it's just, we're not used to it, and now I think we're, uh, it's going to be the standard from now going forward. I also just want to mention, because they've said a few times, this is Lekkonen's 300th game. Uh, he's got two points already. Yeah. Um, that was such a great effort play for the Habs shorthanded, and it shows our our shorthand. I know we've talked about our penalty kill and how, th- you know, how much of a threat it is. We just tied last year's uh, shorthanded goal total. It's we're, we're what nine games yeah, in. Yeah, nine games. That's eight insane. We have six shorthanded goals in. Yeah, eight games and a period. Yeah, that's in. That's nuts to it's me. It's crazy, so, but you know. Going back to the Lekkonen goal, like, that's just the most Arturi Lekkonen goal ever. Just complete effort play. I mean, and then obviously he he shows off the fact that he does have hands. Yeah, like he, no, he that really was a does. very, very well-placed but the, shot. But the play leading up to him getting the puck is just the most Arturi Lekkonen thing. He just <laughs> threw his body at the guy. Yeah. Kind of, like, pushed him off the puck, then grabbed it, and, you know, he finished on it. And, you know, it's good to see Lekkonen having a, you know, he, he's had a great, you know, last three years with us, um, as far as I remember, and... You know, but not so much in terms of point production. Mm-hmm. But it looks like he's really picking it up this year. I mean, if you if you equate the uh, you know the the uh, 50, um, 50, 56 game season to an eighty two game season, he's on track for twenty goals. And there it is. You know, and obviously his defensive play is still perfect there, if not getting better. And you know, he's throwing up a lot of assists too. So I'm really happy with Lekkinen. Yeah. You want to go on to Petrie? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the Petrie goal, I mean, I want to talk about him separately, but I think just it's worth mentioning this Byron Evans Lekkonen line, this might be the best game from them all year. Yeah. All three of them just seem to be playing the cycle game so well. I mean, it goes for all the lines, but I'm just noticing that fourth line very much. And it's just, it's nice to see them getting rewarded for it, yeah. you know? And so that, that'll segue kind of into the Petrie thing. The, just with the last thing with the Evans line there, the pressure that they have in the Ozone reminds me of the Deno Tatar Gallagher. Yeah, very you know? much. Like the fact they just keep cycling it behind the so, net. Yeah, and... they play below the goal line very well. Yeah, so it's um, But yeah, and then to give Jeff Petrie that much time with the puck, you know, I remember I think it was two years ago or maybe even three, he uh, at the Habs held their own all-star game and he did the uh, accuracy shooting. Yeah. It just, the guy's just got, you know, like assassin level accuracy. He's not going to miss, and you can't give him three seconds, you know, to Ski, glide in. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't even moving his feet. I knew that went in before it even, like, left yeah. his stick. Yeah, it's just, you know, that's a goal. Yeah. Before he released that, I was like, that's going top yeah. shelf. I mean, like, he was leaning on his stick, and, like, you know, I don't know what the, what they were doing in their, in their zone there, but. Right. No, it was just, you know, an all around good period. So now Victor Mete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is just going to be a lot on this. I, I mean, look, let's, I hate let's just, let's I start, let's just start with mentioning that there's a very good chance this is just a showcase to get him off the team. Yeah. You know, Brett Kulak didn't lose his spot, um, definitely not to Victor Mete, and 
there's a lot of reasons why Victor Mete should not be on this Seal team. Seal pissed off Romanov is already. Well, yeah, and he's nervous because now, and this is like one of the points that we have wrote down, so we'll start with that one, actually, the third point, mentorship. Victor Mete, like we've said in the long-format podcast, has nothing to teach Alexander Romanov. Yeah. He, he, isn't, he brings nothing to the table, and you can see Romanov is visibly nervous because he doesn't have that kind of pillar next to him. I even noticed a few shifts he was playing with Edmondson, yeah. and they moved, he being Mete, and they moved Romanov up with Petrie just to kind of get them apart because we called this before Mete even touched the ice, like in old podcasts, and not recording, we just said it. He's not going to be a good leader for, for Romanov. No. And it shows in, like, certain plays. I mean, there was a whole sequence we watched where Mete, you know, glides around in the defensive zone with his stick off the ice. That's just, that's that's Adam shit. Like, yeah. just get that down. Just put your stick on the ice. Yeah. You see him, you know, the one thing that drives both nuts is when the quarterback starts pointing at everyone. Yeah, he starts pointing at people. Like, get him, get him. It's yeah, like, when you move your fucking You're just feet. so useless. You, you want to know what the perfect sequence of Victor Mete is, okay? You're in your zone. The guy's, gl- the guy's gliding backwards, you know, backwards skating back to carry stick off the ice he's pointing at a you know he's pointing at you know our wingers to go get the guy coming in um you know the puck ends up in our corner he gets it he rings around the net he does his thousand crossovers to you know turn the corner to show off his skating he uh you know bursts out his speed crosses the neutral zone loses it at the red line and then isn't back in time and they get a shot off that that is every single play and i'm surprised i'm surprised uh you know, uh, Sportsnet brought it up because, like, this is what we've been thinking well, for a while now. Well, at some point, enough is enough. But, like, you know, what they said basically was, you know, Mete, you have to pick your battles here. Like, this guy does this every single play. Like, he doesn't choose when to come up offensively. Every single play he's on the ice, he joins the wings. I've never seen him make a breakout pass. He skates it out of the zone every time. Yeah, so he, he always joins the wingers on the breakout, and that just makes you, one, incredibly predictable... And it screws your D partners over. Oh, yeah, and, and the wingers. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you all, you, you don't have the ho- hockey IQ, obviously, if you don't know when to pick your battles. Yeah, he this just was the same issue with Subban. Yeah, but the problem with Mete, though, is that he doesn't get any points. Exactly. Well, he doesn't even get thing. assists, though. That's the well, thing. no, he gets nothing. He gets nothing. He gets, we've, like, three points. We've said it. He somehow doesn't have the upside of being a small, quick guy, nor does he have the downside of, of, of like, being his size and not being... Yeah, uh, he, he tried to throw a hit on Pedersen, yeah, right, who isn't a big guy, and it looked like it was the most pathetic. Like I, I just wanted to cry. Yeah, and there was a couple things I like specifically wanted to mention. So on the goal, um, you know he okay, it's not his fault that Romanov's stick kind of touched the puck. It's a knuckleball, but if you really do watch it, he he throws a screen on Carey Price. If you're gonna block the shot, block the shot. He, he goes down onto one knee and then turns away from it, like doesn't want to get hit. That's absolutely useless because all you're doing is you're giving Carey Price less of a chance to see the puck, and that's why shots like that go in. Yeah. Um, another thing I really, I like, it's killing me is his, his actual positioning on the ice. I'm noticing he's like out of position constantly, and I just, I really, really hope that this is, like we said, most likely a showcase because of his alleged trade request. Yeah. Now, Mark Bergevin denied it, but Mark Bergevin also denied Patrick Yeah, and Suen a week yeah. before they were traded. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where yeah, as soon he's as, just gone. Just get rid of him. Yeah. He's so bad. Yeah, he's not like, you know, we have 
Flurry, we have Kulak. Those guys already, he's not surpassing. And the guys coming up. And we have more guys coming up. Like, don't, like, just let him go like Charles Hudon, okay? Like, it's just, it's not going to work out. It's and, like, you fit. know, I, I think we really might see Victor Mete on Vancouver. It's possible. And I, I also just, like, I don't, like, I don't mind if he's just not good. But now, it's also, it's affecting the team. Yeah. Because it's... This was the worst showing for Romanov so far. Yeah, well, but, he, like, brings, he, he brings, he brings people, people down. down yeah. But that's exactly it. And like, well, did you? I was gonna, I was gonna say that before we moved on. But when they after the goal on uh, on the Habs, there they panned the bench, and Mete was like talking with Romanov, like leaning on, like leaning on his uh, on his knees. And I wonder if like he was literally criticizing Romanov to the point where like Julian swapped the deep. Probably, players. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I get a very arrogant vibe from the dude because he's never been punished this it's is the first time like, he's been punished it's almost like his fans it's almost like his fans well, that's what like, i mean is yeah. he gets that pass from everyone yeah and then so he, he has this attitude to him and i i just i can see that this is the first time he's been a healthy scratch for an extended period of time even last year he wasn't really and you know he looks nervous on the ice and if you, it's it's very much like if you're nervous then the other guys are going to be nervous yeah. it's a very contagious thing and it's just like He's got to cut it out. Yeah. And, and like, no, we've got to cut it out. Yeah. Literally. Like a tumor. Yeah. I, I hate scary, him. Yeah. I hate him. I really can't stand him. He's just him. not a, he's not a, like, a good hockey no, player. No, you know, half of it is honestly, like, these, like, uh, you know, apologist, Victor Mete apologists that basically this guy can't do any wrong. And, like, all of this, uh, you know, lack of point getting, lack of scoring, lack of assists, lack of hits, lack of shot blocks. They're all due to these uh, confounding luck factors yeah. that are just running against Victor Mete. There's this... There's this overlord just completely ruining Victor Mete's career, but just you wait next season, he's gonna be a Shane Goss to Spear. It's it's not happening, and you know this guy has potential, but he has to learn, and uh, it's not here. It's really not here because it would have happened by now, and it's you know we're we're talking uh, you know multiple years. years of five or less points. Yeah, you know, and, and like some of those years are playing with Shea Weber. So yeah. like let's just wrap but this up. All in all. Great period. 3-1. Yeah, great period. <laughs> so we'll catch them after yeah. the second. We're back after the second period. It is to 6-1 for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we have a goal from Gallagher from Suzuki. We have a goal from Petrie, his second of the night, from Perry and Kotkaniemi. And we have a power play goal from Tyler Toffoli, from Weber and Petrie. So let's just break down the period here. Uh, let's start that first goal. Great defensive stop at the red line by uh, Suzuki, leading to that very, very nice goal from Gallagher. Do we put Gallagher in on the shootouts now? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... No. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but uh, it was a nice goal. But it's nice to see that he's been working on it. You know, yeah. he doesn't have his brick hands anymore. Yeah. But, uh, no, just a goal scorer's goal. Uh, great play all around. No complaints Fourth there. Fourth of the season for him. Yeah, that's great too. Just to see that he's yeah. getting a little more consistent. Um, then Petrie's goal, okay, which I consider Perry's goal. Yeah, that okay? was that was one of the most incredible plays I've seen from Corey Perry. I can't believe he career. made that move. What a move! Like what an effort play, and you know, Kotkaniemi too. Great pass. Yeah, that's another uh, point for Kotkaniemi. Another point for Kotkaniemi, and then like Petrie, just you know. See, that, from what we were going on in the first intermission, guys, is, like, with Mete, with choosing his battles, look at how Petrie chooses his battles, yeah. okay? Like, he's not up with the wing every single play. When he does decide to go up uh, with the, and, and play a wing position, look what ends up happening. He's in the right place at the right time, 
and he doesn't overcommit, and he doesn't pinch when he shouldn't pinch. Yeah. And that goes down to hockey IQ. Like, it's just he knows when is a good time, and he knows, you know, where everyone is on the ice, so he knows when he can get back and when he can't get back. And it's just... No, that's exactly... You can't teach it almost. Yeah, and then talking about hockey IQ, that power play goal, Shea Weber, we people don't give him enough credit sometimes for his awareness. That was such a great play. Holpe overcommitted to Weber because Weber's, you know, a trigger man. Just to make a beautiful backhand pass over to Foley, that was the easiest tapping goal he could have asked for. But what just what a play all okay, around. Yeah, now Tyler's a Foley. I mean, like, we picked him up over the offseason, you know, primarily for the power play, right? Yeah. Uh, to be a Finnish guy, and, like, boy, is he doing that. And also, like, seven goals in eight games. Like, this guy is, like, you know... I'm going to rename the Rocky Richard. <laughs> Honestly, he continues... <laughs> he has RR to TT. I mean, he has seven goals in eight and a half games. It's ridiculous. He's so good. You know what I mean? And, like, like he it's... had a few good chances there. You know, he had his breakaway. He had, like, the guy, he's going to score again tonight. Yeah, and, Mark you know, my words. I, I just, I love it when they keep saying the number one offense in the I know, league. Like, so we, nice we're just, hear. we're so good. Just yeah. a, I mean, and I mean, Price looked solid that period. Like Price just looked like he was he was in the yeah, zone. Yeah, he just. He, I mean, he's looked good the whole time. That fluky goal. I genuinely blame that little rat, Victor Mete. <laughs> yeah, I. And, you know, going on the Vancouver side there, you know, Brayden Holtby, like you know, for all intents and purposes, hasn't had a really bad season. Like he he's a nine oh eight or nine oh six save percentage. Uh, he just can't string it together with the Habs. Like yeah, he just can't yeah, do it. it's you know it's very similar. Like when we talk about Carey Price and the uh, uh, Toronto issues, yeah, it's very similar. I also, I just think it's worth mentioning we got our first um, interaction with uh, a listener. Matthew says, "I miss Kulak," yeah. and uh, we do too. So yeah. thanks for checking in with us. Uh, yeah, we definitely miss Kulak this yeah, game. You, you can tell he's not on the ice. I mean, like you see this mouse skating around, and you know the the. Uh, it's like what you were saying in the first intermission. Like, it breeds insecurity with people around him. And, like, you can tell Romanov playing with him, or even when Edmondson jumped up there, it's like you don't know what this guy's going to do. And, like, yeah. like we well, said, you know he's the, guy, a lot of the guy overcommits offensively and produces nothing. So, like, I can, you can look at look at Romanov next time he's on the ice, they're on the ice together. He's constantly looking over at him, like, what do I do? Because this guy is like a uh, like a black box. Like I have no idea what this guy is about to do. He also and you made a great point. Um, Mete's supposed to be playing the left side of the ice. Yeah. Every time place. he's switching back and forth, and it forces Romanov to be out of position too. So like now it's gotten to the point of like it's not just we don't like him. It's not just he's making bad plays. Now he's like, and he's not just making you know impacts mentally. He's making physical errors on the ice that are translating to the other players this is also just like from a complete like getting away of mete himself this is just not a good way to develop a guy like romanov no it's not. this is just like and he should be the priority even if you love victor mete romanov is the priority yeah it's like uh it's like uh you, know, you gotta think of romanov as kind of like a child analogy you need like a uh, stable household to raise no, but really and seriously Victor Mete's not it. No, because he's not. He's unstable. He's like you don't know what the guy's gonna do. You don't understand how he plays hockey because, like, you know, well, he doesn't understand. He's almost like a reverse hockey. Brent Burns. Like this guy should be playing like our fourth line wing. Yeah, I mean, I thought there was a chance we would even try him at forward this year. Just put him on the wing if he wants to play it, because like it looks like he doesn't want to play D, and I th- I feel like the only reason he was 
you know, pigeonholed into playing defenses because he's a good skater. Yeah, I also think that he's just got such terrible offensive abilities that he's like, oh, I'll just play defense. Yeah. Because like, he's, you know, he's just it, got no offensive touch. Yeah. And, you know, this can be a tryout for, like, you know, the teams that are looking into him. Like, it could be a Pittsburgh, could be yeah, a Yeah, I was going to say, Pittsburgh looks like the front runner. It's just, like, you know, they have to, uh, you know, they have to, you know, for Victor Mente's sake, like, I hope it's a team that, you know, is explicitly clear with him that, you know, this kind of play doesn't really work. And uh, now, now, look, at there's something worth mentioning, too. Victor Mete is a fourth-round pick. So, in terms of value, I think his highest pull-in is a third-round pick. Yeah, I do. I always think that, like, players outside of the first round are worth about one round higher than they were chosen when you make the league. That's how yeah. just the general format... There's all these exceptions. You know, Gallagher's a fifth-round pick. He's not worth a fourth. Yeah. But, you know, before he was Gallagher... He was, you know, he probably would have been worth about a fourth. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think very rough asking for a third is like where I would be in the ballpark of, and you know, Pittsburgh looking to get some actual bodies for a third, it could do. We would need to pull someone up like a Willette or a Flurry, depending. But I do, I do Flurry. The only reason I wouldn't do Flurry is just like if he's, I'd rather him play top line in Laval and let like Willette stay on the yeah, practice I actually, squad. Now but I'm if there's no Laval Rocket, then I'm fine. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I actually wouldn't want uh, right now. I could see in the future it being great, but I, not right now. Having a flurry Romanov like that's just yeah, way too. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great in the future. In, the, in two three years, or for even sure. Gulli Roman uh, Gulli flurry at one point. Yeah, it's just it's way too young right now. I think Kulak is just a staple there, and like, yeah, we need that seventh guy. But. Exactly, but yeah, not much else I can say about this period. Uh, I don't think the scoring's done. Like I mentioned before, I think Tavoy is getting another one tonight. Yeah, I think we. I, I'm predicting eight one. Yeah, that's exactly where I was sitting on. Yeah. So uh, we'll check in after the game. What do you have for scoring? Uh, and probably Petrie on the hat trick. Okay, I'm gonna say Tafoli and I'm gonna say Tatar. Okay. Yeah. So we'll check in after. Yeah, we'll check with you guys after the game. All right, game's done. Six two. Mete, Mete, Mete. Yeah. So Victor, let's start off. Victor, let's Victor. start off on a positive note here, okay? Like that was a great game from the Habs. Uh, you know, great bounce back from Calgary. That's like basically exactly what we wanted. Uh, Claude Julien must be really happy with how we uh, we bounced back. Um, going off of our uh, Sunday episode with our gambling predictions for the week, we had, you know, this game uh, taking the over. Yeah, we so took we definitely the over. got that. And you specifically mentioned that the Habs might cover the over on their own, which they did. Yeah, we have six goals there. So, um, you know, that's one for three down this week. See how the rest goes. Um, what did you notice that third period? Uh, I think they turtle shelled a little. You know, there's a couple good chances, but I think that was kind of a run out the clock, nobody get hurt situation. Yeah. Um, one thing I think that I really just need to mention, like I hate to go right to it, but there was one guy on the team who was a minus two. Yeah. Victor and it's, it's it's not Shea Weber. <laughs> yeah. It's Victor Mete. Um he just showed he's not he's not NHL caliber yet. He yeah. might be one day. He has a he has an upside, but he's just not there. Yeah, I, and and I, it affected Romanov's game tonight. Yeah, I, I noticed Romanov kinda, you know, he was a bit uh he looked uncomfortable. Um, you know, I, I think realistically they're gonna have to play Mete for a few games just because like they have to show him off can't just be like one game unfortunately uh, i'd rather him play the games against you know uh, vancouver or ottawa instead mm -hmm. of the you know these big caliber games coming up against you know toronto or 
or Winnipeg or something like that. But, you know, I think this basically, uh, you know, it's an audition for their teams, but I think, um, you know, even more than that, it, it showed Mark Bergevin looking up top that, you know, this, this was definitely a good call uh, putting in Brett Kulak and, um, you know, the, you know, the, the giveaways that Mete, you know, has been doing in the neutral zone and the, um, you know, the, the bad uh, defensive decisions in our zone, you know, his, his, his goddamn pointing and it's like, you get him, you get him. It just, you know, it, it just doesn't lead to good, you know, puck possession in our own zone. And, you know, clearly with a minus two being on the ice for both goals against, I mean, you know, clearly uh, not Carey providing any it. offense. Yeah, no offense. And I mean, that, that's be not a, a zero and be on for five goals. Yeah, I mean, he, but he's never produced offense. Yeah, so. but I just mean being part of the offense. Yeah. He wasn't on the ice. He could have yeah. stood by the net and waited. There's two things I definitely noticed. Um, you know, there was a bit of a miscommunication between him and Kotkaniemi on the Jay Beagle goal. That was still Mete's fault, in my opinion. Kotkaniemi's trailing the guy around the net. Mete's in front of the net, and he leaves the front of the net to let Kotkaniemi take over. Yeah. And that without, obviously, any communication. So that's what leaves Jay Beagle wide open in front. The other big You never thing leave is... that rabbit dog in front of <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> um, no, there's, there's one thing, and I, I want to recant from before, where I was saying Victor Mete has nothing to teach Alexander Romanov. Um... I think Romanov was given the role of a teacher. <laughs> yeah. I think the Habs might have been using this as a learning time for Victor Mete. Be like, look how well he plays, and he's never played before. Yeah, it's like, just, it's... Uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, it's, it, he, he's so you know, frustrating. You usually, see, you usually see a lot of these young guys, you know, early on in their career, they, they get placed with a certain defenseman, and they kind of, you know, they don't, they don't mimic them but they at least shape some of their play around that defenseman and you know that defenseman for Victor Mete was Shea Weber and clearly you know Mete thinks he has it all figured out to the point where you know none of the defensive prowess of Shea Weber rubbed off um or offensive or offensive <laughs> but you know like with Mete what I you know what I really notice is you know he's a defenseman first but he's not no, no, it's, no, it's so. very weird. He's just kind of floating in in the ether he's, of he's, the yeah. nothing. He's the he's the epitome of uh, you know I left that guy open in front of the net and my stick's not on the ice and you know uh, I hate how he like immediately after that goal his head just snapped back to Kotkaniemi like that's his fault. Yeah, you know there's just no accountability and I yeah, I'd love to see him in a Leafs jersey. Yeah. It'd make my day. He's just what they need. Just another like entitled loser. <laughs> <laughs> I I just yeah, I, I can't stand yeah. that dude. And like honestly, is if Victor, if you're listening, normally I, I sugarcoat these things. Like you're just not a very good hockey player. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. I just you know it's it's not even the talent because you're a very talented hockey player. You have absolutely no work ethic and no drive. Yeah, I think you. I think you need a change of scenery. And you know, I I think. Uh, you know, maybe a bit of humility would, would take him a long way, but, you know, on to the next game. I, I think we, we definitely have the W tomorrow, uh, you know, Thatcher Demko and Ned. <laughs> a little bit of a, you know, weaker start for him this season, but uh, I think it'll be a little bit more tame in terms of goal scored. Yeah, I can see, I, like, a, a 4-1 game. Yeah, I mean, he's a 9-13 on the season, so yeah. he's not he's not having a horrible year. By any I should be specifically against but us. But yeah, against us, you know. Because Holtby's the same thing. I mean, Holtby's, like, like we said, he's a 908, and 
you know, against us, he's like a sub-850 every game. No, so. exactly. And I think it's also just worth mentioning on top of it, too. We just, we, we just have them dialed in. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is. We just, we just know what's coming. And they, they know what's coming, and they just can't stop I think it. it's honestly our shorthanded goals with them. Like, yeah. It really, really it's kills really their drive. Like, when, you, when you're not confident on your own power play, like, that, that's, you know, like... You know, usually that that's the point of confidence for most teams. It's oh, like yeah. you know, like we'll cycle them on the power play, and then we'll get a we'll get a power play goal there. But you know, it's literally the opposite. It's like, oh fuck, he hooked me. Yeah. Now we have to go on the power play. Oh, yeah, watch score. out for that top yeah. holy guy. Well, now they they all of a sudden have to pull off this like crazy because they do have a crazy power play line. It's yeah. it's one of the worst in the league right now. But, but on one paper, of the best last year. On paper, it's incredible. But what they have to start doing is swapping out some of the blue line for guys who can actually like play defense yeah. against guys like Evans and Toffoli and Lekkonen because the pressure that, uh, you know, those guys like Lekkonen, Evans, Byron, all those guys, like the pressure they put in the uh, offensive zone when we get it down the ice is just, it's brutal and it leads to these these takeaways. Yeah, I don't know whose idea it was to have Adam Gaudet be the puck carrier in the power play, but I think he would be my last decision like after Braden Holtby uh, yeah that guy's <laughs> that guy's just not your puck carrier yeah, I don't know what he's the one who turned it over to Lekkonen and just like I, I don't understand what's going on yeah no I, I I'd rather have Mete yeah it's just uh, it's a very odd but six to two win that's a huge win um I feel I feel it's gonna be a good week for them to yeah, kind of their mojo what was, uh, what was Kerry's save percentage there uh, I'll double check for you yeah but uh you know other than that, you know, that was about as perfect as a game that could have gone. You know, a couple of weak bounces for us uh, on, on carry there. but Yeah, well, um, in carry price fashion, he was a 931, so that's perfect. Nice, yeah. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, analyzing the trends of carry price. I mean, I, I'm not expecting them to be in net tomorrow. I think it's, you know, it's I think it's Allen. actually confirmed it's Allen already. It's confirmed it's Allen. So it looks like they might go, you know, price Allen, price Allen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the good news with that, with the 931, though, is that it's not polarizing enough that we might see that classic carry uh, 980, then uh, 830 balancing mm-hmm. out to, you know, 900 kind of thing. So those always bite us in the ass. So yeah, Other than that, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything more we can even say about this game. Just a good game. overall game. Looking we, forward to tomorrow. Yeah, it's another one tomorrow. Hockey's, you know, prevalent this week. It's nice. Yeah. But that's um, just I'm happy we bounced back from that category. Yeah, I it's, this was like we were saying, a true test of adversity. Yeah, that really that really says a lot about the team's character on like how they can like uh, gel it back together. Like, yeah, it's like it never that. happened. Yeah. Alright. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at Habs Puck Drop. We'll see you next time.